Hi, my name is Antonia Dominguez. And I'm Linda Coogan. And you're listening to Wine, the long and the short of it. In proud partnership with Give Wine a Future. How well do you know your wines? From the simple to the complex, from acidity to Symphondel. Welcome to Wine, the long and the short of it. My name is Antonia Dominguez, the long. And my name is Linda Coogan, the short. Between us, we have over 30 years collective experience in wine buying, wine retail and wine education. Every week we discuss a topic, product or trend from the world of wine. Antonia, we are looking at sparkly season here and uh, exploring some sparkling and bubbles yeah, today. We're coming up to Christmas so it's that time of year I think when the bubbles will be breaking out big time. Mm-hmm. Do you like the alliteration there? A bit bursting out. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, yeah so we're going to talk about sparkling wines and I think it might be nice to kick off with a bit about the trends we're seeing at the minute. Uh-huh. So obviously we know for the last few years it's all been all about Prosecco, Prosecco, Prosecco. Prosecco, I want some Prosecco. Prose- <laughs> um, both, you know, Frizzante, which is your cheaper version, more kind of semi-sparkling and mm-hmm. your Spumantes. And they have just been huge um, in the market. And we are for the first time seeing a decline mm. in Prosecco. And to be honest, I'm not too, I shouldn't maybe say this. You shouldn't, book one. I'm not too sorry to see that Mm -hmm. because there's so many brilliant options out there. It'd be lovely to see consumers exploring other types, other styles, other quality levels, uh, because I think that'd be very, they will be very impressed. Mm -hmm. Um, So, so things like Kermont's and Cava's are are starting to gain a bit of ground, which is brilliant. They're both traditional method sparkling wines, which we might just explain in a minute. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the flip, the flip side of that is, I suppose, the other extreme in terms of quality levels and price points is champagne. Okay. And champagne has always had a market. It's had no trouble selling. Um, yeah, it's a luxury, it's a luxury product, yeah, you know, and it'll always have demand. Of course. Um, but the trouble with champagne, as much as we love some champagne, is um, that we've seen nothing but price hikes. Mm-hmm. And in the retail market, we've been hit, well, most retailers have been hit or importers have been hit with two or three um, price hikes over the last year alone which makes it incredibly difficult for you to find a really nice bottle of champagne at an affordable price point. Mm-hmm. Grand if you're not price sensitive, grand if you've, you know, you've, you're able to, if you can afford, you know, to splash out on, on lovely premium bottles of champagne, mm-hmm. go for it. There's tons of them and we'll mention a few of the, of the great ones in a minute. But, um, but most people can't afford to be, to be kind of, you know, pay, paying that those prices, especially coming into Christmas, and you want to have a few bottles in the house. Um, Cremants and Cavas are fantastic alternatives, um, offering brilliant quality at more affordable price points. Okay, Cremant, yeah, is a sparkling wine made in, from France, made outside of the Champagne region. Yes, exactly. And it can be Cremant d'Alsace, Cremant de Bourgogne, Cremant de Limo, Limo. Yeah, that's Chenin Cremant de Bourgogne. Yeah. Yeah, um, just different regions of their own sparkling wine with their own grapes from that region. So yeah. it's a great alternative, same Brilliant. way that it's made and delicious. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They might age it a bit less. You mightn't get as much of the 
you know, when you get those styles of champagnes that have been aged for a very long time and they have a lot of toasty complexity. Mm-hmm. So the cremants might be aged for a little bit less and, and be a little bit fresher, which I think yeah, works. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Especially if people are ones. moving, you know, away from Prosecco, so they may not want, yeah. you know, the brioche, toasty, you know, all that kind of the thing going complex. on. From, exactly, from yeah. champagne. So cremants are great little alternative. Brilliant alternative. As is. Cava, Cava. As I said, yeah. Cava, mm-hmm. you know, and it's brilliant to see those wines even on restaurant mm-hmm. uh, wine lists and, uh, you know, wine bar lists because, um, you know, again, if you want a glass of bubbles, up until recently you had two options. You had, you know, a sort of a, a cheapish Prosecco, just fresh, fruity, you know, not bubbles disappear yeah. in a sec. Yeah. yeah, you know, not not exactly you know, bubbly in the sense of you know, a fine, persistent mousse going on, but more of just light, fresh, fruity. Um, and you'd pay, you, I don't know what you'd pay in Ireland, you might pay eight or nine euro a glass. Easily. Um, or you'd have champagne and you might be paying 15 to 20 euro mm-hmm. a glass and nothing in between. So Cav and Cremants now are creeping into those wine lists and you can find them, you know, somewhere in between. You probably get a decent one at 12 euro per glass. 12 to 15, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's great to see those. It's great to see the strength, mm-hmm. basically. Excellent. Yeah. So move over Prosecco. Those new kids. Move over Prosecco. Town. And okay. then the only other one is, you know, we saw Pet Nats. Petion Naturel. It stands for, which is um, is a, a more of a natural winemaking approach to sparkling wines. And, and they're the ones with the crown, the beer crown caps generally. Them that have they the have crown caps, yeah. Frizzante style, like a little bit of a spritz rather than. Yeah. And are they still popular or? I think that they are, they're still very small proportion mm-hmm. in terms of market share, but mm-hmm. um, they're still there and they're still being listed. And yeah, I think it's potential to grow uh, and the no and low, you know, category as well. What about pink bubbles? Is, do you know anything about I that? Don't. Because the rise of obviously rosé wines, I wonder if it's... Um, it, to be honest, I don't know if that's translating mm-hmm. into greater sales of rosé sparkling. Yeah. It t- tends to be quite minimal, which I think is, does an injustice to rosé sparkling because pink they sparkling are wines. fantastic. Yeah. You know, pink Graham bubbles. Beck would be one of my favourite ones. Do you know that one from South Africa? I do. Love that. I do. That's fantastic. And I mentioned I was in Bollinger recently you and... Did. Yeah, we tasted all the Bollinger range. But when I was drinking the, the rosé cuvée, I was just like, God, this is fantastic. Yeah, it makes me happy. Rosé sparkling wine makes me really happy, I have yeah. to say. And I'm it's real celebratory. And I think it's a yeah. nice thing for people to remember mm-hmm. to maybe consider. Yeah. Because we don't. Like they just, people just go straight to the, you know, the whites. The, yeah. The, the, the white no, I love pink sp- bubbles. bubbles. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. So mm-hmm. do you want to maybe just run do, through the different categories of, like, we mentioned them already, didn't we? Champagne. Before you go there, I right. actually saw this week um, the Coravan for sparkling wine. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so my little, my little, my sister-in-law, um, her preferred drink at the moment is sparkling wine, and um, I don't know if she's managing to get through a bottle of bubbles when she's drinking it, but it doesn't really keep when it's open. Do you know that it way? It doesn't. So um, there is the Coravan for sparkling wine. Now it's four hundred euro, but if you are into your Sparkling. It's That's a, a lot it's a great, though, isn't it? I know it is, but yeah. it's a great investment if that is the type of wine that you're into. And you want to, I've said previous episodes, drinking less, but drinking better quality. Yeah. So if you're going to invest and then have a really lovely glass of sparkling wine, yep. you know, this is an alternative, a great gift idea. Or just from Cassidy Wines. Um, it is a great gift, but mm-hmm. my God, like 400 euro. You really want to love the person you're, you're 
Give I love to, myself enough to do that as well sometimes. Though. Well, another option is, and a more simple option and cost effective, is just a stopper. It's mm-hmm. not going to have the same, you know, you still, I'm just saying if you want to get an extra few hours or an extra day out of your bottle of bubbles. But this lasts a month. You know? That's what it's saying. It yeah. lasts a month. Like that, not, not that I'd be leaving it for a month, but yeah, it's a nice. No, it's great. Great idea. Yeah. I'd love to see how that works. I did see how it works. We'll share a little video of it on our Instagram. Good. Yeah. Will you? Yeah, Along with all the show notes that you're sending out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go, Go on. on. <laughs> right. Yeah. So do you want to start with a traditional method? Yeah. Ones? Let's go through traditional method. So traditional method, also known as method. Champenoise. Champenoise and the classic method. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Cap Classique, is that what it's called in South Africa? In South yeah. Africa, traditional method is called Cap Classique. Okay. Yeah. So this is where... They make your um, fully, fully sparkling wine that has the mushroom proper champagne closure on it mm-hmm. as well. Um, roll it there, Antonia. Do you want me to explain traditional yeah. method? Oh, look, so traditional method just means a sparkling wine that's had gone through two fermentations. So the first fermentation just makes the base wine and then they put the base wine into the bottle with a little bit more uh, yeast and sugar sure. to um, activate a second fermentation in the closed bottle. And uh, we all know it's fermentation that produces the CO2, which Gives are you your bubbles. bubbles. So that second fermentation in the bottle will will produce the bubbles. Um, for champagne, it's got to be minimum six bars of pressure. And then on top of that, when the yeast have finished doing their job of, you know, fermenting the sugars uh, into alcohol with the the you know the production of bubbles as a uh, as a byproduct, um, they die and they form kind of these dead yeast cells which we call lees. Mm. So that aging on lees, as we call or as the French say, sur lee, mm-hmm. is um, is what gives us that toasty brioche complexity that you get in in a champagne or in any traditional method. And the mm-hmm. longer that that aging period takes place on the lees, the more toasty complexity you'll get in the final wine. That's traditional method. And this is obviously a you know, why champagne and wines made in the traditional method are more expensive because there's cash flow tied up in bottles that are just waiting and aging. Yep. So we have to understand that there's a cost involved with that. Absolutely. And a lot of, I mean, a lot of the the quality orientated champagne houses, Mm -hmm. they will also use. So if you can imagine, this is, we're not talking about vintage champagne. So vintage champagne is when the champagne is made from grapes grown in one particular year. Mm -hmm. But most what we call NV, non-vintage champagnes, um, are made from a blend of different years. So they'll have wines in reserve um, and they'll, each champagne house has their own approach. But some of these champagnes are used with with wines that have been in reserve for quite some time, aging in the background. So, um, and in the case of Bollinger, which I was going to highlight as, you know, a standout champagne, um, they use uh, uh, they use a proportion, quite a high proportion, 85% of reserve wine. And a lot of that has been aged not in barrel or in a tank somewhere, but in a magnum bottle. No way. In a magnum bottle. So that's given and even more intensity to the, the, well, it, the it, most aging. Like, well, yes. it is. But, you know, the, the whole thing about a magnum. Uh, so a wine will, as we know, well, Slower. people might not know this. It ages more slowly mm-hmm. in a magnum bottle, right? Because there's there's um, less surface area of glass to wine. Uh-huh. So um, so the fact that Bollinger going but this is what you this is what I'm like no this is why I, why I'm lighting up right now when I was in Bollinger there a couple of weeks ago 
we went through cellars and it was masses upon masses upon masses of, I don't know, I can't remember the five million bottles of something, of magnums, of all sorts of formats. Wow. So much wine in reserve. And that's but all they're money only going tied to make up. Two bottles of wine. They're only going to make a whatever, what do you mean two? They'll make whatever their volume is that year, but they'll, they, they need to have a minimum aging, you know, four or five years. Five years, I think it is a Bollinger that they age Sir Lee on the lees. So that's the kind of quality and the effort, effort that's going in. So you can understand in that case why Bollinger is, is an expensive premium mm-hmm. champagne. You can get Bond's where, preferred champagne. 007. Oh yeah, 007s. Yeah, James Bond's favourite. But we, you know, they also have a smaller champagne house mm-hmm. very close by to them called Ayala. And it's it's quite an understated champagne house. Mm-hmm. They're not, they're quite um, modest. They don't like to shout about, they don't invest any money in marketing. They don't need to, they don't want to. They want to keep it quite kind of a, a as I say, a, a sort of low key champagne estate. They're, Ch- they're Chardonnay, they make Chardonnay dominated champagne. So we know champagne is made from Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, Pinot Meunier, but they like to have a crisper, fresher style of, okay. of champagne. But they're still aged for a minimum of th- three years on the lees. And I think, ugh, I was so impressed by the tasting we did. And again, great value for money because it goes out at a, at a better price point than say your Bollinger. Okay. So there's lots of different, you know, if you're into your champagne, there's lots of different options. Mm-hmm. But um, but we, we can understand why champagne is always going to cost you, you know, like it's, it's, it's always going to be a, a luxury, luxury product. Yeah. So that's champagne, I think. Yeah. Which explains why Cremont, which, as you said, is a traditional method. So same, same method. Um, but outside, so champagne land in itself is very costly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's limited. And, you know, I suppose like it's some synonymous with a certain quality level. Mm-hmm. And, and, and uh, so you're always going to pay a premium for that. But uh, a traditional method sparkling wine made outside of champagne, which is what's known as Cremant, mm-hmm. um, is is always going to be a better, better value, value for money. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you say, we can make them, you can, you, they make them in many regions of France. Loire is one of them, Bourgogne, Alsace, Jura, Limoux. So it just means that it's basically taking the grape from that region, yeah. making champagne rather than the grapes that are used in champagne. Yeah, a lot of them still use things like Chardonnay and Pinot Noir, but they can use other grape varieties that are native to that region. And generally, you need a higher acidic grape to make a sparkling wine. You do. You need acidity in a mm-hmm. sparkling wine, you know. So they will they will usually use varieties that have naturally fresh acidity mm-hmm. and high levels of acidity or they'll pick early or a combination of the, of the two. Okay. Yeah. So Cremants, look out for them. There's fantastic ones out there. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'd i like to mention maybe, um, I'm going to mention one that I was really impressed by that's new to our market. Mm-hmm. It's coming, yeah, it'll be, it's here now actually, November. Um, so it's called a Salazar. It's in O'Brien's Wines. Salazar, Cremant de Limoux. I was so impressed by this. So Limoux is, is a cool climate region in the Languedoc in the south of France. Um, and and so this is a blend of Chardonnay, mainly Chardonnay, but they have some Chenin and some Pinot Noir. And it's uh, just like that lovely balance of having all that freshness and crispy green apple notes and, and then having that lovely toasty you know, complexity, but 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 not overdone. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, just a lovely, elegant, balanced, Sounds sparkling. Nice. Yeah, sounds lovely. And brilliant price point. I think it's gone out at something like nineteen ninety five or something. Oh. 20 euro, do you know what I mean? That's really good. Yeah. So you definitely get better value. Definitely. And don't be afraid to explore the different regions like Limo that you may not have heard of. You yeah. know, um, I suppose people may recognise Cremant de Bourgogne. 
mm-hmm. as being the, the most popular one that would be on the market. But there is Cremonte Alsace and all these other ones as well. So don't be afraid yeah. to explore them. Yeah. They're a, a, a great, cheaper alternative. Yeah, alternative. I think Cremonte Alsace a slightly richer style anyway, because okay. Alsace being a slightly warmer climate will always... Um, I don't know what you think, but I just find them a little bit rounder and okay. riper and, you know, which is cool too, if that's what you're into. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What about Cavas? Tell us something about Cavas. Well, look, um, great value again from Cava. Um, and for me, isn't it, it's nine months minimum that they they need to age Um yeah. To have a, a cava and it's 15 months for a cava reserve. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like the champagne made in the traditional way, but the more complexity you're going to get is from a reserve cava. Yeah. But they're really, again, made with the traditional grapes from the cava region, which is Paraleda. Parallada. That's the one. Yeah. And the other ones are... Charolot, yeah, Macabeo. That's, that's exactly what I said there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also they're allowed to use Chardonnay as well. Um, yeah. But uh, again, just exploring different countries to to try different types of sparkling wine. But Cava is still really, really popular, isn't There's it? Some fantastic yeah. Cavas out there. Um, one just one Villa Concha Cava, Conchi Cava. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, non-vintage brute, uh, meaning dry. Um, and this is a gorgeous. It's beautifully packaged as well. Love yeah, this yeah, one. yeah. So this is actually a lighter. Uh, style it's of cava. It's definitely lighter. Yeah. It's more fruit forward, I yeah, think. Yeah, definitely. Style. So it's definitely not more than nine months aging. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a beautiful, uh, lighter style of cava that I think is really, really excellent. Yeah. Um, creamy texture, a little bit of toasty, but really gorgeous, fantastic fizz. Yeah. Another cava I'd like to add to that. And, and again, you can get, the thing about cava, you can get all levels of sort of fruitiness or complexity depending on like what you just said the Villa Conchi is a much more fruit mm-hmm. forward expression you can get the Brut Reservas one that uh, we stock is the Cava Canals uh, sorry the Canals Nadal Cava oh, yeah, like that the one. Brut yeah. um, and that one is aged for three years on the lease oh right yeah, yeah I didn't so, realise that yeah so it's, it's, it's quite elegant it's it's lovely kind of you know brioche uh, hazelnut, you know, nuttiness to it as well, toastiness, and but it's got all the lovely kind of baked apple quince notes. Um, yeah, it's lovely, but it's, it's super elegant. And you know, honest to God, if you put that next to a champagne, yeah, okay, different in style. I think the cava is a bit more riper, mm-hmm. and um, it has this kind of in a blind taste. You get a sort of, I think it's um. The the parellada, the charolot actually that has this kind of fennel note on the finish. It's got a yeah, it, it's a giveaway. A lot of um, a lot of us would say the same in a blind taste. You kind of pick up on this little hint of fennel at the oh, end, yeah. Wow. But um, but yeah, cava, you know, brilliant alternative. Again, Christmas Day, you don't want to spend massive money on a champagne. Get yourself a good cava, especially if you've got a, a crowd. Yeah, you know exactly. Um, and would you, like, would you drink sparkling wine often? No, I have to say for me, it's still, it's still a special occasion type okay. thing. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's funny. It, it just, you know, if you're sitting in on a Saturday evening, I think I would go to, especially if it's a winter's or an autumn's mm-hmm. evening, I think I'd go naturally to, if, if it wasn't wine. for dinner, I think I'd go naturally to still wine. Yeah. You know, red wine or if I'm, it's for dinner, it'd be white or red. But sparkling, a bubble, but yeah. 
I don't, even yeah, though we, it's we brilliant. We'd often go and have a, meet up and we'd yeah. have a glass of bubbles, though, wouldn't we? Well, I do, just, if I'm meeting a friend or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I definitely do it. But it's a, that's an occasion to me because okay. God knows it's <laughs> rare these days that I'm getting out to meet friends. Um, like I'm me meeting a friend sad, after we recorded and I'm having a glass of wine. Yeah. That, if, you know, yeah. it's just like, oh yeah, yay, if we do, If know. we go out now for a glass of wine. We'll have a bu- bubbles. Sunday afternoon. <laughs> Have a glass of bubbles would be the trick, yeah. But if I'm sitting at home, no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be buying bubbles for home. Okay, do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Unless it's yeah, coming up to Christmas, you want to have a few bottles. Okay. Yeah, in the house. Okay. Yeah. Just wondering. I'm just seeing your trend. You know, not like you who has like, what did you of, say? A bottle of champagne, a bubbles in the fridge, a fridge like time. Patsy from Abfab. Fluffy <laughs> go or whatever. Okay. Love it. Love Old it. fridge full of it. Um. Uh, yeah, yeah. I have a bottle of Piper Heidsick in my fridge at the Piper's moment. Piper's great. I love Piper's that wine. I've had it twice recently and I said, you know what? I don't generally go out and buy a 60 yeah. euro bottle of bubbles, but I did and I think it's excellent. Piper's so I'm excellent. kind of waiting for an opportunity to pop that open. Yeah. And the kind of big brother to the Piper Heidsick is the Charles Heidsick, which is an, it's another style altogether. That's a reserve, Seriously rich. Yeah, I think over 50% of its of it of the cuvee is a reserve wine that's been aged for 10 years. Wow. Like so it's really rich style, but fantastic. Yeah. Mm. Explore but Piper is, is a great one. It's a really good recommendation. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so our lovely Prosecco, or is there anything in between Cava and Prosecco? There's a few other sparkling wines. Uh, like if you want to go there, we could be talking about things like uh, New World. Um, well, you could be talking about in Italy, Franciacortas, which are traditional method as well. Um, South Africa, you mentioned already. In Australia, there's a Crozer. You, I think you've recommended that in the past, which is a sparkling um is it traditional method, yeah. Crozer? Yeah, traditional yeah. method sparkling. Um, in California, they're doing where we talked about pet gnats. So, and then Moscato d'Asti. Do you want to go there or Asti in general? Oh, so I did a course the other day uh, for yeah. people and we did Moscato d'Asti. No, we didn't. We did Innocent Bystander, mm-hmm. Pink Moscato. And it's only a light. This is my Christmas wine. I know. Um, well, no, this is your Christmas 8am yes. wine. That's so what said comes. before. I have my little pancakes with berries and fresh cream and I have this little gorgeous bottle of it. It's so amazing. So it's only five and a half percent. It's sweet. It's sparkling little spritz and it's just so gorgeous. It's just so light. So I showed that at the course the other day. Mm -hmm. Again, instead of the Prosecco and all the rest, just as an alternative, something that they probably would never buy in a million years. Mm -hmm. And it was quite delicate. It was kind of kind of light light strawberry but a little bit of white peach as well um, and just this touch of sweetness that was just gorgeous yeah is it, very, it is it when you say a touch of sweetness what are we saying sweetness mm. yeah I don't know but is it's it? gorgeous I don't know how many grams but it okay. is uh, it's lovely okay good innocent bystander so Moscato de Asti though is like again that's tank isn't it it is well um, no well y- yeah it is tank sorry it is tank so Sweet wine from Italy. It is a sweet line. What a sweet line, Jeremy. <laughs> sweet wine. And we haven't been on the bubbles and here we are. Uh, no, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's it's less uh, less bubbles. It's be more yeah. of a semi-sparkling, a lighter style and, and definitely sweet. And it's it's made in a in a tank method. Well, we, we'll talk about tank, tank method for Prosecco in general. Is, do you want to explain it? No. <laughs> 
Go on, you explain it. You're so good at all these things. No. Um, <laughs> and so sect, so ta- sect is the other German. Sect in Germany, one. yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and in Germany, it can be traditional method or tank method. Or it depends on the producer. But look, tank method is literally the second fermentation is happening in a tank, in a closed tank. So they get the base wine, they put it in a tank. And they add their their yeast and their sugar to, to you know to promote a second fermentation, um, but it's under pressurized conditions, and mm-hmm. they they just kind of bottle from there. There's it's it, it's it they'll they'll chill, they'll chill the wine they'll chill what's in the tank, just to stop the fermentation whenever the required sugar level is achieved or the the required sweetness or dryness is achieved, mm-hmm. and then they'll they'll rack it off and they'll bottle it very soon after. They're not looking for any lees contact. Aging They're not looking for aging. They yeah. just want fresh fruitiness. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're going to get with a Prosecco. Of course. I mean, there's some, there are some exceptions, some good ones that are um, maybe aged for a little bit of time on the lees for mm-hmm. a bit of texture or a bit more complexity. But for the most part, it, they are intended to be fresh and fruity. Yeah. Don't keep your Prosecco up for a rainy day. Like just no. drink it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so go on about Prosecco. What would you, what would be your go-to or would you recommend any ones um, in particular? The one that I had recently was the Bottega uh, Rosé. Uh-huh. Yeah, the one that has the, the kind of pink right. bottle. Shiny uh, bottle. Shiny bottle. Mm-hmm. That's it's what in I had a sleeve, recently. isn't it? Like uh, a sleeve being an all-in-one label. Yes, it's not like, sorry, yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah. It's like a sleeve. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it's absolutely delicious. I really like that. Um, that's one I've had recently that I would definitely recommend. I think it's around the 30 euro mark. Yeah, but it it is a step up in quality. Yeah, I do like their normal one as well, but I prefer the rosé. Yeah, and the Valdo is another uh-huh. decent prosecco. I think it's a nice. I like the rosé as well. Yeah, and the rosé. And talking about rosé, we were, yeah we just we talked about pink bubbles. So any ones in particular that you would recommend? Well, the pink Bottega. Oh no! Okay, outside of prosecco. Though. Oh uh, well, going back, I said. That oh, you said that. As well. Sorry, yeah. I'm losing so it. A few pinks, a few pinks. I'm losing it. I'm losing and the it. innocent bystander Moscato was pink as well. Yeah. So I'm all about pink. You're all about the pink. I know. Okay. Right. So, um, any news about bubbles that you want to share with listeners? I do indeed. We have an exciting competition for our listeners. So we are going to be doing a giveaway mm-hmm. of six bottles of sparkling wine. Six. There, six wow. bottles. Uh, there may be a champagne. Be very timely coming up to Christmas. I if know, you got yourself six thing. bottles. Happy mm. days. Uh, we'll happily come over and deliver them and have a glass with you. <laughs> <laughs> so this is only open to people in the Republic of Ireland, first of all. Yeah. Um, and you will get the six bottles delivered to your door before Christmas. Um, and all you have to do is keep an eye on our Instagram page. And also to be the first to hear about it, you need to be Subscribe, on our... Subscribe, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. be on our newsletter, um, which is ourwinepodcast at gmail.com. You can pop me an email and I'll put you on our list. And... Uh, yeah, we have a little question for you to answer and then you can be entered into a draw. Fabulous. Yeah, I know. Just so, I'd love to get that. Can I? <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> um, I mean, but yes, we, we have a, a selection of fabulous ones. So keep an eye on our Insta and our email and you will so see. So we're keeping it a mystery what yes, they're going to be. Okay, yes. good. But there's going to be champagne. There's going to be um, different regions Cremont, around the world. Yeah. Cava. Yeah. Prosecco. No. Ah. <laughs> God, we're yeah, very down few, on Prosecco. There's going to be a few different little random things as well. So. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's definitely Great. worth entering. And do you have a quiz or something? I have a little it? thing for you. And we yes. haven't done a quiz in a while. I know. Mm. Watch out, season four uh, is going to have loads of quizzes. Okay. Is there? No, I'm just <laughs> saying. Okay, so I'm going to give you a kind of 
This is, and you tell me what it is. I'm going to describe it as best I can. Okay. And you tell me what put it is. Me, put me under pressure again. Um, this is a champagne made of black grapes. What's the name of it? Uh, it's, uh, Blanc, Blanc de Noir. Yes. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. So Blanc de Noir is basically white of blacks. Yeah. So it's made a white wine made of black grapes. So Pinot Noir and Pinot, Pinot Noir. Noir. But you know, you have to, do you have to explain how that happens? Or? If you want, go on. See, this is what I'm talking about. You always end up landing me in this stuff. Like you've just walked I into it No, yourself. because I'm thinking they don't know what, <laughs> like people won't know. What is that? How can you make a white sparkling wine from Think black grapes? Tell us. Well, because the colour comes from the skins. Mm-hmm. So when they, they press. The pulp, the juice is clear. Clear. Yeah. yeah if you open a grape, you'll find the, the pulp itself is clear. Mm-hmm. And so all the colour, uh, all the colour compounds are in the skins. So in order for a wine to have colour, it needs to be uh, left on the skins for some period of time. So when it comes to making a Blanc du Noir, they will press the grapes and they'll rack, what they call rack, just take the juice straight away off the off the, off the the skins and, and uh, go on to ferment that. So we won't have had enough time to gain any colour. Okay. Right. Yeah. So this is what I want you to kind of answer these things in a roundabout way. Okay. This C, so that's a clue. It's C is what this answer begins with, means this wine is a blend. A cuvee. Very good. C U V E Grave E. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Very good. Oh, Grave. Did you French in school? Well, my son is learning at the moment, so I'm trying to get a bit into it. Uh Okay. So this B is a French term that means dry, often seen on champagne bottles. Brut. Okay. And brut means dry, obviously, as I just said, but it means less than 12 grams of sugar per litre. Yeah, I was just going to say brut is, is less than 12 grams per litre of sugar. But if you're really looking for a dry, dry st- style, look out for extra brut, which means less than six grams per litre. Oh, yeah. Okay. I told you about my auntie going to France to pick up um, champagne for her son and daughter. Yeah. We're both getting married the same year. Right. And um, she went over to France and, and got some sparkling wine. Didn't consult me. Came home. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> with demi-sec champagne. Oh, no. Yeah, she didn't know. She thought she this just looks... Said, I yeah. like the label. This is cheap. Let's Would stock she have up even thought maybe sec is dry? I don't she know what she thought. thought. Okay. She just... I don't know if she noticed. <gasps> so demi-sec. So it was not your traditional uh, brute dry so, style. So demi-sec uh, for, is between 32 and 50 grams per litre of sugar. So that's like pretty hefty. So we were on the hen bus heading down to Kilkenny or something. It's like opening it up thinking we're all, and she's like, champagne, champagne. And we opened it, it was like, oh, it's so sweet. Oh God, love her. So I was like, you you know, as yeah. if only you knew somebody who worked in wine that you could have <laughs> sent a photo to. I was like, served you right. Anyway, uh, not buying it in Ireland in our lovely market, you know. Um, you've said this already, mm. but NV yeah. is what? Non-vintage. Okay. Yeah. And basically that means that it is not grapes picked from a particular one year, it's a blend of different years. years. Yeah. Okay. Great. And vintage, um, meaning when you see a vintage on a bottle, that is an exceptional vintage that is from one particular mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Um, and this confused people when I did the course the other day. They didn't really understand what vintage was. They didn't know if that was the year the grapes were picked, the grapes were bottled or what. Uh-huh. So it explained that it's the year the grapes are picked. were harvested, yeah. which we covered in previous yeah. episodes. And for it to be... 
a vintage champagne means that the CIVC, who are the committee that oversee champagne production in the in the region, have to agree that the quality levels of that vintage are strong enough or good enough for to declare it a vintage year. Okay, and then that'll that and that's when. Um, the wineries are permitted to, to produce a vintage champagne only in vintage years or years that are declared vintage. Okay. That's and why you won't see a vintage champagne from every year. You'll see 2006, you see 2018 or 2012. Not every year you can produce a vintage champagne. Okay. Yeah. And Dom Perignon is only a vintage champagne, isn't it? I'm yeah. pretty sure it is. Are you? They is, only, is, is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It only, they only produce vintage champagne. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a few other things to throw at you. Did I tell you about the uh, the time where I had just had a baby and I wanted a bottle of Paul Roger champagne? I'm pretty yeah, sure I have. But no, say that again because okay. I can't remember the detail. So I wanted a, after I had get, got home from the hospital, I wanted a Big Mac, which I'd never had in my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, uh, I know. Never had a Big Mac. Mm. And I fancied a Big Mac and Paul Roger oh, champagne. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Non-vintage champagne. Sent my dad down to Sweeney's oh. and said, off you go. And my old boss was there. Oh, she had the baby. Here's a gift and gave him the vintage champagne. Uh-huh. He came home with the Big Mac and this vintage champagne. and I Which is in. like more Amazing. expensive. Way more expensive. Yeah, yeah. Like a 25 quid more expensive, more complex, fabulous. That was not what I wanted. I burst into tears. I was like, all I wanted was my non-vintage Paul oh Roger and my Big Mac. So Diva. I, was in this, I know. Imagine like. Get me um, my MV and my Big Mac. <laughs> Um, but I wouldn't be uh, turning my nose off with that anymore. So did now. you send it back? No, I didn't send it back. Oh, I think he didn't sick. have it, so he gave it to me. Oh, right. <laughs> Love him. But um, yeah, a few more things for you here now. Because people have been saying they missed the quiz, you know? Okay. okay what? But this isn't like the quiz. No, I we know. We have to do one bit, of the other I'm... quizzes that we did before, which, which we had a laugh out of, which was like, yeah, not who would you do type thing. But <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> What would you, what would you eat type thing? Or what would you, you know, what do you prefer? Do you know that? Okay. Okay. Erase. Uh, uh, rewind. <laughs> what were you saying? What? You know, like, um, oh, well, we did like, what do you prefer? You know, oh, when you pizza, gave me pasta, that kind like of that. thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, they Bit were fun. fun. Okay. Yeah, you I need can, to come can... up with a few of those. Okay. Right. I will. Uh, okay. So speaking of champagne still, mm. what, this is M, right? M. It's the metal wire cage that fits around the top of a sparkling wine to secure the cork in place. It begins with M. Do you know what it is? The um, muzzle. That's it. The mousselet. That's exactly mm-hmm. what I just said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mousselet. Um, and that's an important thing to have in a bottle of wine. I'm sure our listeners have seen the video of me on social where, where you took it off and I sprayed it all over the place. Yeah, yeah, it's really good, actually. Uh, Very funny. funny. Uh, let's see. We won't get into all these technical Don't things. Don't okay. to really obscure stuff. Now. I know. And then yeah. just this S is a simple, heavy cavalry sword used to chop the top of a bottle off. The sabre. Yeah, did you see? <laughs> I'm sorry, with the one where Lynn does a video online. Lynn. Um, she doesn't need a second name. Go on. No, I wasn't going to say that. Where she gets the, the champagne and she's, it's just a little video clip on Instagram and she's like, this is how you, you, you basically take off, open a, a bottle with a sabre. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> she's just like, I was really impressed because I, I wouldn't like, give it a stop myself. She literally hacks off the top <laughs> of the glass. The whole thing shoots off and she, she even stuns herself for a minute <laughs> and she just says, don't try this at home and she starts more laughing. <laughs> It's good. Do you ever open a champagne with a shoe? 
I've opened bottles with a shoe, I not champagne. champagne. I wouldn't be doing that one. <laughs> like someone though. No, but diet. that's a really good hack if you don't have a corkscrew and you're you're trying Desperate. to open a bottle. Mm-hmm. And I have I have done that before, and it's it works. It does. What it's do you do again? So- you get you get it and take off your shoe. <laughs> This is true. <laughs> you had to tell people you have to take off a shoe. Like. You put the bottle base down on the inside the shoe, like sort of on the sole. Right. And you start whacking the wall, wall with it and the cork <laughs> comes out eventually and you lose half the we'll bottle do in the process. Vi- do us a video of that. We'll do, do a do demo. That That'd be hilarious. Okay, we'll do that. Good. Right. Okay. I think... Um, Rick, any food and wine stuff? I know you're going to be really specific. Okay. Can I, I just say, yes. I'm going to start. I'm just going to say... Like I could go into specifics of some lovely bubbles that I had with some lovely dish, but I'm just going to say, generally speaking, mm-hmm. and this goes back to what you said, like, would you drink it often? And it's actually so versatile in terms of being yes. food friendly, like mm-hmm. sparkling in general, particularly traditional method. So yeah, I, I suppose that goes down to the fact that there's such high acidity in most in most sparkling wines and that works, that makes it um, a great pairing for so many types of food, whether it's seafood, it's your, your aperitif with, you know, canapes, seafood, um, you know, more robust uh, fish dishes, but even things like fried food, um, fish and chips, because it cuts through, that acidity cuts through the fattiness. I was going to say, that's my yeah. favourite, like yeah. sparkling wine and fish or and chips. fried chicken yeah. or... Um, and the other thing is that's often very hard to pair with is sort of your sushi and um, umami dishes. And mm-hmm. I think particularly pink bubbles, I think. I don't know why that just works like a Pinot Noir based or. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think bubbles are really versatile, particularly those that have uh, some aging or traditional method because um, they have a bit of savory complexity then that pair- makes it work really well with food. Um, I've noticed quite a few um, champagne dinners popping up, like where yeah. the whole, every Thing course is served with um, champagne. Is great. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, obviously, luxury, luxury. That's a brilliant gift to give to somebody, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and a magnum, even better. No, a magnum as well. Yeah. I mean, think of the wow factor with that. Like, do you know? Well, it's the wow factor, but on a Christmas day or New Year's Eve or when you're ha- whenever you're having, hosting a party, if you have anything over sort of four people or five people, yeah, you're going to be open to, yeah. in a second bottle anyway. So mm-hmm. you might as well get a magnum. They don't fit in the fridge too well though. Oh God, yeah, I didn't think of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, just whack it in the freezer, like lying down. Oh, it's for, a big freezer like that. No, but lying down for just before <laughs> you're, you know, an hour before you're opening it. Okay. Yeah, or half an hour. Um, right. So have you given me recommendations then or what? Yeah, no, I'm just, that's my generic food and wine okay. pairing. So I'm going to attempt to... Um, pronounce this one mm-hmm. no I'm not you can do it there look what is it that one uh, what is this a Lambrusco yeah uh, so this is Villa uh, Cialdini or Cialdini Lambrusco uh, listen and the rest of it Grasparossa <laughs> di Castelvetro from Emilia Romagna in Italy and you need to explain what Lambrusco is because we didn't actually mention that one yeah so Lambrusco is um an Italian sparkling wine that is red and it is so cool. Red, purple in colour with a bright violet mousse. Grape varieties, Linda. Um, and let me finish my note. Oh, sorry. Um, intense notes of strawberry and plum with elegant tannins and long dry finish. Um, delightful, refreshing fizz. So I'm reading this from um, the National Off-Licence um, award-winning wines, the Star Gold Star Awards. And this was a bronze winner. Now, mm-hmm. obviously people scream and shout about gold star winners, but this was third in the category and I thought it was ma- amazing. I had it on um, 
Monday night at the awards and I had it with some cheese and charcuterie and it was just beautiful. Really different, really unusual. So it's probably going to start becoming into independent wine shops around the 25 euro mark soon. Hopefully. Is this traditional or tank method? Um, yes. Which um, one? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's um, fruity, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's really fruity. Right. So I think that some of them are made um, tank and some are made traditional. There can be a second fermentation. I'm not sure if this one was. It was just one I kind of remembered that I had and I said, oh, yeah, that's lovely. Okay, good. And I was asking you, yeah, so this is a tank method one. Um, and I was asking you about the grape varieties, but you didn't want to answer me. Because I don't know what they are. Well, they're local grape varieties that nobody would know. So fair, fair enough that you didn't <laughs> know what they are because they're also hard to pronounce. <laughs> Things like Maestri and Marani and Mondericcio and Salamino. It's Lambrusco. So yeah. Lambrusco is Lambrusco <laughs> and that's it. But it was so just people often perceive Lambrusco as being cheapy. cheapy you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but this was really, really interesting. Wow, okay. Um, and I really enjoyed it. And you would recommend that with I would charcuterie. recommend charcuterie. But even Lovely. little... Um, Pizza pasta. Do you know what I mean? Okay, like yeah. simple little dishes as well. Now it takes your brain a little bit of time. You need time to get your brain around the fact that it's red and sparkling. Do you know as well? Yeah. Rather yeah. than pink, it's actually red. Yeah. It's like you a know. sparkling Shiraz. Is it as deep Ex- as that? Um, no, it was a little yeah. bit brighter and lighter, but um, yeah. like a sparkling Shiraz, I mean, you don't really see them anymore. Yeah, you don't? no, they're very rare. I mean, mm-hmm. they come from Australia. Um, typically and they're very dark in colour and it's kind of that's one that's hard to get your yeah. head around because Shiraz has all those peppery notes and dark fruits yeah. and yet you know you think of a sparkling as a refreshing yeah. and crisp yeah. so yeah just an unusual recommendation there but I really enjoyed it so good okay thanks for that so uh, right folks don't forget to look out on our Insta for the giveaway and which also is so minor to our giveaway. email ourwinepodcast at gmail.com if you're on any of our social there is a link that you can click on and sign up for GDPR reasons and that but if not I'll put you on it if you just email me but it's a great prize it is um, going to be with somebody one of our listeners before the holiday season great All right. thanks for that cheers folks happy sipping is this our last episode of the season Mm mm-hmm so we should acknowledge that. Okay. Right, folks. That. We will be back soon. <laughs> we might have a few bonuses in between mm-hmm. yet to be confirmed. So, um, yeah, but have a, a great Christmas and a great yeah. year end and we'll see you soon. Thanks for listening. Cheers. So what do you think? We do these podcasts because we want you, our listeners, to know what's going on in the world of wine and be informed when it comes to your wine buying decisions. We always love hearing from you. So let us know your thoughts on Instagram and Twitter. Sign up for our newsletter. And if you haven't subscribed to Wine, the long and the short of it yet, make sure you do that wherever you get your podcasts. Or reach out to us by email at ourwinepodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Antonia Dominguez. And I'm Linda Coogan. Cheers. Cheers. You have been listening to Wine, the long and the short of it with me, Antonia Dominguez. And me, Linda Coogan, in proud partnership with Give Wine a Future.